Father, we asked you bring your presence into this message today, Father. For you are the reason we study, we walk, and we do your will. We ask the Holy Spirit to be present and to bring, come down and be a part of this message. And whatever you want it to be known, you bring to our understanding. So our comprehension is your spirit. Lead us, guys, and direct us in your way, in your word. Thank you, Father, for the, being able to open the word and read it, and the Holy Spirit to intercede and interpret what needs to be understood. In Jesus' name, amen. Good day, everybody. Good day, good day. Hope everyone's having a great day in Jesus. Whether we catch you in the morning when you're getting up, stretching, get yourself ready for a day full of either errands, work, or other activities. Have your coffee, get prepared. Or we're catching you halfway through your day when you went through trial tribulations, seeing God do some stuff, get blessed, maybe a couple of obstacles. But all in all, you're getting through that midday madness. Or because you at the end of your day, when you've went through your day, spent sitting time, having time with your family, having dinner, chilling, relaxing, taking your mind off of everything that happened today, but thanking God that you are still here and still made it through. However, we're catching you no matter what it may be in the day, you are now tuned into the Blue Book. Presented to you by C-Rip Ministries. Knowledge for everyday life, gems, and just really, really good material. Hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. We are definitely now in July. Fourth uh, of July weekend is here independence of this great country we call America and things couldn't be more dicier not only do we have the pandemic spiking and becoming more and more and more and more spread but things are just not easy things are happening all over so many evil things are just 
becoming a norm. And no matter how much we protest, speak, or fight, it seems to be that things just do not seem to mellow out. Too many lost souls, too many reactions, not enough contemplation, not enough thinking, not enough rationalization. And I just encourage everyone out there, <clears throat> please don't just react. Think about it. Don't make a movement an agenda. Keep it a movement. People need help. And this nation needs Jesus. I'll tell you that. But that's on another topic. The one thing beautiful about God, or about the Holy Spirit for that matter, is freedom. I think we have a, a misillusion, misconception, disillusion of what freedom really is. Because we've been taught a diverse or a misinterpretation of freedom. Freedom isn't being on your cell phone all day. Freedom isn't working nine to five every single day. Freedom isn't having to pay your bills on certain days of the, of the month. Freedom isn't having something to answer to religiously. Those are all signs of not having freedom. You're thinking, well, I have to do those things. I have to go to work, I have to pay my bills, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Well, of course you do. Part of living. But all part of lack of freedom. They track you on your cell phone, they know what you're doing. You clock in and clock out of work. They know what you're doing. And the religious people know what you're doing too because you are going to church or whatever and doing the rules that they tell you to do. These are all things that are a lack of freedom. Regardless if you have to do them in order to survive or live, they're all takes away from your freedom. What is freedom? What is having freedom? Freedom isn't going out and just wilding out and knowing you can. That's not freedom. That's just that's just nonsense. The biggest form of freedom known is the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing to me how many people of the cloth or of the faith are in this concept of Christianity do not tap in to the Holy Spirit as much as they should or at all. I had a, a really interesting conversation online today and these individuals came at me with scripture 
and I made the com the I made the comment that I do not agree with the concept of obeying God. I know it's written in the Word to obey His commandments. Yet, just like fearing God, I rather say respect God. When you put the word fear on something, you put you put a, a horror type overtone to that. Like I should be trembling from God. It's not about trembling. It's a wrong type of fear. You're supposed to respect God for who He is and love Him. Same goes for obeying. Obeying is a word of slaverish mentality. Like you're forced to have to do something because that's what you have to do. And that's not what I do. Nor do I endorse any type of obeying. We're human beings. We're made in the likeness and the image of God. We love Him, therefore we do for Him. And these individuals didn't agree with that and they started throwing Scripture at me. Scripture is a guideline to what God wants you to understand. This word right here, this wonderful word, is truly the Word of God because the Holy Spirit makes it the Word of God. Now yes, everything in this wonderful book, this guide of life, black and white, there's a lot of knowledge in here, a lot of education for that matter. The Holy Spirit gives you the wisdom nuggets inside it. That's what brings it alive. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't limited to the Word. The Word is definitely a big piece of our belief in God and belief in Jesus and belief in what sacrifice was made and His toughness to be able to withstand what He had to go through and resist the devil. But He's not limited to that. There was no Bible in Jesus' time. There was knowledge. There was what God had done up until that point. The Ten Commandments and whatever else may have been, been written. And Jesus definitely taught on that. But there was no Bible. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, the Holy Spirit is the most freest of all because it does what it wants when it wants to do it. Even the devil knows scripture because the scripture has not gone away. The scripture is still here and will always be here because it's the word of God. Which the Holy Spirit came down into these apostles and whoever else wrote the Bible and inspired them and wrote Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has has shown itself in physical form as being a dove. Okay? But it is the absolute freedom in all belief. Regardless of what religion you may follow, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate power in of all earth if, or universe for that matter. So when you walk in freedom, what are you doing? Does anyone really know? 
when you walk in freedom, what are you really doing? I'll tell you what I think you would be doing. You're going to be walking in the promise of the Lord. I always say that to everyone I talk, talk to about the God. I love talking about God. I talk about God all day. Walking in the promise of the Lord. Okay? And what that means is that you're tuned in as best you can be. You're praying regularly. And you're watching God do what God's going to do. And you're walking in His promise. Which is the freedom. God is freedom. God is going to give you your freedom. Well, isn't walking with God unfreedom? No, walking with God is freedom. Because He's never going to give you too much. Now, there are certain circumstances that require certain things. And I don't can't talk for everybody. Because I haven't been through everything. Only Jesus has been through everything. When you walk in freedom, you're walking in the Spirit. Okay? So, to get more technical, let's go into the Word. So, if you have your Bible ready, whether it's on a, te a, 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 a technical device, or it's the Word itself, however you do it. Um, we're going to be in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. Chapter 119, verse 45. 119, verse 45. Okay? Psalms 119:45. I read out the Amplified. Whatever version you have, fantastic. We'll go over them later. But I live an amplified life. I live a Holy Spirit life. Let's see what it says. 119.45 says this. And I will walk at liberty and at ease. For I have sought and inquired for and desperately required your, your precepts. Or commandments. However you say it. I will walk at liberty and and at ease walk at liberty and ease walk in freedom liberty being freedom we'll walk in liberty freedom and at ease because when you're free in God and you walk in his promise there's no condemnation you're walking in freedom and at ease because there's no stress you give it all to him no stress and I have sought and inquired for and desperately required your precepts basically I'm seeking your word and how you want me to do this I walk in freedom seeking you walk in freedom seeking you I walk in freedom for how I've devoted myself to your commandments I once said in a previous message that the Ten Commandments do not allow you to break the law because every single one of them have a purpose. But not against the law of the land. I will walk in freedom and seek your commandments. And seek, desperately seek your, your precepts. What you have said. 
if I walk in your promise, there is no stress. I mean, there's going to be physical stress. You're a human being. You're going to stress out regardless because that you're a human. But as you give it to God, He relieves that stress because no longer are you worried. Things will work themselves out. I love this message because it talks about walking in the promise. Walking in freedom. Walking in the promise. I talk to people all the time about this. See, if you don't have God, or don't focus on Him, don't read about Him, don't study, don't pray to Him, you're still God's child. You're just not in the promise. God will use you however He chooses to use you. You won't even realize it because you're going to do your own thing. But God somehow wingles and runs and tims and tunes and this, all this, to help those who He's the promise is on. To make it work. How it happens, I don't know. Not God, I couldn't tell you. What you must understand is this. We are not to over-educate ourselves with so much theology that we lose concept of spirituality. Walking in the promise doesn't mean you're a theologian. It means that you know who you serve. Not obey, love, so therefore you do it. You love, therefore you do it. You walk in the promise. It is very easy to understand. It's a very simple concept. Very hard to understand if you're not in the promise. Unless I, you know, someone who knows what to talk about can explain it to you. See, I'm a person who lives 100% by the Holy Spirit. 100%. That is the most powerful force in this universe. Yet, most charismatics and religious people do not tap into it because it takes away from the religious practice. See, the problem with charismatic Christianity and theolo the, uh, in, 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 in Catholicism and anything under the Christian umbrella, so to speak, is control. They have to have control. Whether it's telling you what you should or shouldn't do, enlightening you on what the promise could be, frameworking scripture to fit their agenda, anything to have you suppressed. And most people who you talk to about the Holy Spirit say, yeah, it's important, but the word is. Yes, the word is important, but it's all part of the elements that come together. The word, the spirit, the father, the son, the sacrifice. The Holy Spirit has been here since day one when God created the earth. The Holy Spirit was here, helped God create the earth. He did things, he created things, helped God form the earth. Then when he flooded the earth, he brought the Holy Spirit down as a dove. 
with a little branch in his mouth to show that the rain has stopped and there is some land somewhere. It's peaceful. It's assurance. And then the Holy Spirit came down again as a dove when Jesus was baptized. And then Jesus promised that he was going to bring down the Holy Spirit again so that the power that he had from the age of 30 to 33, the power that he consumed would now be available for everyone as a gift for being publicly baptized as his follower. But see, he had to show it when he got baptized. He couldn't just say it. He had to show the actual Holy Spirit coming down and encompassing him so that they, the people who were there, his apostles and those who were followers could see he got baptized, the Holy Spirit came down, now he can perform miracles. And that's why they called him a sorcerer because they didn't believe it, that this power can be have had of a man, one man. Walking in the promise. I will walk in freedom, for I devoted myself to your commandments. I will walk at liberty and at ease, which is freedom. And I have sought and inquired for and desperately required your concept, precepts. Same thing. What you have told me to do, I have sought after. I want to do what you want me to do and I'm going to walk in the freedom that you've given me because you are the ultimate freedom. You don't require anything but my love. Remember one thing. Studying the word is absolutely fantastic and that's what we're doing. Reading the word piece by piece and what God gives you, wonderful. None of this is possible without the Holy Spirit. He runs things. And he is the most calm, chill, peaceful, loving entity of power ever given to man. That's why I'm sold out Pentecostal. Full. Pentecost, because he paid it. You could not get the Pentecostal, the Pentecost, if Jesus didn't die for our sins. Because when he gave it up and he gave his life, that's when it came down and split the veil. The reason, peop the reason why his apostles were able to do things, because they had his power. They believed in him and he, Jesus was able to, to, to give that. Jesus is the only person to ever be able to consume that much power. Walking in the freedom. Walking in the promise. See, the, most people tell say that we got to stand on his promises. we got to stand on his word and, and, and hold him to it. Yeah, absolutely. But as you walk... You're walking in his freedom. You're walking in his promise. You're listening as best you can. Less in, less out, more in. Okay? 
you're listening to things that are good for you, which is music or TV or movies or whatever the case is, you expel the negativity, whether it's mainstream negativity or religious negativity, because trust me, I have blocked my fair share. And it's not because not every one of them is just so rude, but people just don't get it. And I ain't got time for it. I'm not going to sit here and pander to someone who just doesn't seem to understand it. And it's not that I'm giving up on people. It's just that there's so much to do. Somebody else is going to have to handle that one. God's going to have to bring somebody else in that guy's, that person's life to be able to convince them of certain things. Because everyone says they're Christian. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I bet you are. And then you give them, I don't give them Christian, I give I give him them faith pop. I said, okay, if you're you know, a believer of Jesus, and I give them the basic questions. See where they're at. Most of them know the most popular scriptures. That's not, that's not Christian. Christian to know. You, everyone knows that. There are certain theological steps, a basic, that, that you go through to see if you're walking in the promise. Basically saying, are you walking in the promise? And people are like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, walking in the promise? That's not hard to understand. The freedom of the Holy Spirit, that is a complex deal. Because people automatically assume that when you say you're a Pentecostal or you are a Christian, that it's instantaneous religion. When it comes to the first, first, first commitment, absolutely I'll be under that under that umbrella because I want my freedom to worship whoever I worship. I don't care who you worship, that's your business. I care about who I worship. I'll fight like hell for you, but because I know that we all deserve and have that right to worship whatever it, whatever it is that we choose to. But walking in the promise, you should know what that is if you're a believer, because we're supposed to stand on His promises. So you're walking in it. It's not. It's, it's not really not complicated. I don't even call it the Jesus test. I call it just the faith test, because faith is hard enough to have. You have to be able to. To really put these mechanics into 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 action, to be able to understand how God does things, and before He does something, you're not going to get it, but after He does it, you're going to see the mechanic and go, "Wow, that was pretty much that was pretty God." Remember one thing: God blesses. God takes away, God puts. Jesus is the reason we can get to God and go to heaven. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate power of all of it. So when charismatics and religious people don't speak on the Holy Spirit, it breaks my heart. Baptist boy, they they crazy, they cray cray, cray cray cray. Those Baptists know about the Holy Spirit. 
they get down. The Holy Spirit. One thing you have to understand about people, and I'm going to make this short and sweet because I know we have to move on on some stuff. You cannot judge someone according to the reaction to something that you don't understand. If you don't understand how the Holy Spirit works and the overconsumption of the Holy Spirit when you're in prayer or in worship, you have no right to judge it. Now, there are some people, yes, who are just way out of hand with it. But then again, is it theatrical or is it somatical? How do you know? Have you ever been filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you ever been overconsumed with a feeling that you can't control? Probably not. There is not a joy in the world that, content, that that compares to being filled in the Holy Spirit during a praise and worship or a prayer. When you are in a Holy Ghost filled prayer and you have all kinds of like believers praying with you and you get the Holy Spirit on you, you have no idea what the overconsumption of joy is and people react in different ways. So shame on you if you judge someone for overreacting according to what you think. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I've been slain in the Spirit. I know that feeling. And it's an overconsumption of joy. God just touches you. The Holy Spirit consumes you. And you just don't know what to do. You're just losing your, your marbles. Because it's an overfloweth feeling. You get to speak in the tongues like I do. You know, the glossagalalia. Like you don't even because you're over consumed with a feeling that you don't get all the time. You do get the Holy Spirit whenever you want it. You pray and do all your thing. I get the Holy Spirit all the time. But when you get that much at one time, it's an overconsumption and it just makes you just lose your brains. Kind of like, oh well, I think God ain't spiritual. I'm gonna tell you something right now with this. And I'm going to make this very clear to you guys. There are stuff that happens that's not in the Bible. There is stuff that happens that's not in the Bible. It's just wisdom and gems. Unwritten rules, so to speak. Just because the Bible don't speak about it when it comes to the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you got to understand something. The Holy Spirit came down on the disciples in that upper room. They lost all their marbles and he, they said that he, they... they Express the fact the Holy Spirit can come upon you just as much. In the end, after He ascended the second time, not a lot, not, not, not a lot of scripture on it, as far as that's concerned. Holy Spirit around the whole time, but as far as being a part of your life on an everyday basis, that was not something the Bible talked about because the Bible ends at Christ's end. The Holy Spirit is an entity that didn't need to really be spoken about because it was spoken about through the whole word. Just in different ways. The whole word is the Holy Spirit. Don't need to speak about it generally or specifically. It was generally spoke about and it makes the book alive. Like where's the Holy Spirit at? The whole book. It was it was the faith that that that, that Abraham, it was the faith of of Jacob, it was the faith of Noah, it was the faith of Mark, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It was everywhere at all times. 
is didn't show itself really until really show itself until Jesus. You understand what I'm telling you? It's an unbelievable force. Let's see what we got here. New International Version says, I will walk about in freedom and I have sought out your precepts. ESV says, and I shall walk in a wide place for I have sought your precepts. KJV says, and I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts. NASB says, and I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts. NLT says, I will walk in freedom for I have devoted myself to your commandments. CSB says, I will walk freely in an open place because I study your precepts. Pretty much the same thing. Let's see if we have anything else different going on here. Okay. The Bible in English, basic English. So that my way may be in wide place because my search has been for your orders. Young's literal translation says, I walk habitly in broad place for thy precepts I have sought. It's kind of backwards. New, the Good News translation says, I will live in perfect freedom because I, I try to obey your teachings. Here back to that word obey again. I try to obey. Not a cool translation. Not really feeling that one. God's word translation says, I will walk around freely because I sought out your guide guiding principles. That's pretty nice. New Century Version says, I will live in freedom because I want you to follow your orders. See how things can be really kind of weird? The Mishnah Bible says, And I'll stride freely through open, wide open spaces as I look for your truth and your wisdom. That's a little better. These obey rules nonsense is too much. Obey nothing. I love you, therefore I do. And I will walk at liberty and at ease, for I have sought and inquired or for and desperately required your precepts. Before we end this thing, let's do what we should have done earlier. I just haven't done it in a while, so I kind of slipped up a little bit. No one heard to, why aren't y'all reminding me of this? You know I do this every single time. What's with you guys? Not giving me the word. Stopping this thing. I say, hey, by the way, we got to do our, I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again. With life, liberty to all those who 
belief. Fantastic. I will walk in the promise of the Lord's and I've devoted myself to your word. Sound a little better? Yeah, sounds a little better. I will walk in your promise and I will... No, I will walk in your promise for I have devoted myself to your will. For anyone out there struggling with their walk, struggling with day-to-day -day struggles, things that just happen that you try to get through, and some things do affect, some things don't, you have the victory, but sometimes you just don't have that victory. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit. I pray for you that whatever you're going through right now, that God just snaps just snaps whatever whatever devices are connected to you, whatever demonic spirits whatever whatever vices are just locked onto you that make it difficult for you to have victory I pray for you right now in Jesus' name that you just just stay in the Lord stay in your promise and and just Ask God for that strength daily to get through these things that, that, that haunt you. Because um, everyone is haunted about something. We all have to, we all struggle every day with something. In Jesus' name, I pray this. In Jesus' name, I pray this. In Jesus' name, I pray this by way of the Holy Spirit. That whatever it is, snaps. Break the bondage. Break the, break the chains. Break the chains. Break the con. Break the, break the, the condemnation off you. Loose it in the name of Jesus. Loose it in the name of Jesus. Loose it in the name of Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. That you just get comfort. God brings comfort to you. That when you do have victories, because you will have victories, that you maintain that strength in the name of Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Guys, there's no such thing as being just woke you gotta be awake you gotta walk in the promise walk in the promise and devote yourself to his will that's why today's word is walk in freedom walk in your promise listen take account take accountability love peace and accountability get far God will do some special things with you and you'll be like wow yep. Father I ask for everyone right now worldwide that hears this message comfort in their lives Father comfort in Jesus' name comfort in Jesus' name comfort in Jesus' name, name by way of the Holy Spirit I ask that everyone finds their place, walks in their promise, and gets blessed mightily by the Lord and whatever needs they may have. In Jesus' mighty name, by way of the Holy Spirit.
check out the station, Unity Radio, UMOLV.com. Link will be in the archive. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the independence. And remember, there's nothing more fear than the Holy Spirit. Pentecost, because he paid it. Need prayer, questions, comments, hit up us by email, bluebook at gmail.com. The link will also be in the archive. Fear, respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a rushing river. Until next time. <laughs> until next time. And until next time. Jesus. Strong. Start till the set is finished. Come on, come on, come on.